added this. Rumors. <laughs> I will say, whenever I hear rumors, it's always synonymous with Lindsay Lohan to me. I feel like that's the song. You remember that rumor song? <laughs> yeah, but that's not my um, Lindsay Lohan song. Which one is yours? What song is that? Um, These are the pieces of a broken heart. Something like that. Was it from a movie? No, it was, was her it just song. A song. She was look, she was getting in Michael Lohan's ass <laughs> with that song. Uh, I I forget. It's like these are the pieces of a broken heart or something. It like sounds that. like something from like Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen or something. No, 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 no. no. Um, this was a honey. This. Lindsay Lohan has something to say. And that was <laughs> My her name song. is Jasmine Masters, and I have something to say. I think um, I remember it, but I, it's been a while. That's why I couldn't really place it. Confessions of a Broken Heart. Oh, uh, okay. That hmm. was the song. That was now. That's my Lindsay Lohan song, honey. You gotta watch that video because she was looking like Dina in the video. Oh, she was of like course. a mama. Of course, and her sister. Yeah, but they she, all look the same. She said she was giving it to him. She said, "Daughter to father, daughter to father, I am broken, but I am hoping." <laughs> anyway, this is not about her. This is about Lizzie and Cardi. Lizzie. Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie Lohan. Lizzie, Lizzie Lohan. Um, Lizzo and Cardi B, new song, Lizzo's new song, Rumors, just came out. out. That's what y'all just heard. Uh, we're going to talk about that. What else are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about Beyonce making a return. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Britney Spears update. I oh, have yes. a free Britney update for you guys this week. Yes. BMA nominations are out. Mm -hmm. Um Jeopardy announced their new hosts. Yeah, uh, uh, a member of the um, is 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 a uh, Robin DC or Marvel. Robin is DC. DC. So we got yeah. a member of the DC who is. Be who you are for your pride, sister. My name is Robin, and I am. <laughs> All right. Be who you are. So clearly, we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. Biddy of TV, music, you name it. Yes. Let's get it started. because she had something to say. I'm going to need to. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it. Oh. I still like, I'm sick of rumors starting. I'm sick, sick of being followed. I'm she tired of that. I'm not going to lie. She definitely killed want. that. But mine is um, that uh, Shout out. of a broken heart. Shout out to Lindsay Lohan. I heard she's trying to get her career back on track. Shout out doing what? Acting? Yeah. 
best. More luck to you. And you, you know what's interesting is that she is not a bad actress. Like I, no, I, I didn't think actress. she was a bad actress. So she's a good actress. I knew that from Parent Trap. Right. Well, clearly. So I'm hoping that maybe she will be able to get it back maybe on track. Girl's doing her thing. So. Anyways, welcome to Cold Pop. I'm Marcus Drew Steele. I'm Trent Rashad, and we are recording live on the construction. <laughs> Y'all here the steel drums in New in New Bronzeville. Um, so can I talk about that for a moment? If we're gonna, uh, yeah, I don't even know. You should have given me a, a fair warning before coming over here. I'm, uh, this is this is um, this is the the backdoor pilot. I'm Marcus Steele, and I'm still upset that they have not fixed the freaking road outside of our apartment Your or my apartment. apartment yeah not mine yeah let's get let's be very they've clear. had this road torn up here in bronzeville for at least two or three months they tore it up replaced the pipes then left it a gravel road for like three or four weeks then they came back in tore the road up again and place these metal plates but that y'all are hearing. You fuck it up and leave again. They would never do this in Ravenswood. They would never do Child, this in Boys Town and Lakeshore. They would have those roads fixed that weekend. But this road has been like this for almost three months now. So who are you talking to? I'm calling the um the the commissioner, the city commissioner, and um. What are, what are they called? Uh, the Chicago has the uh, aldermen. I'm you calling the aldermen. Yeah, hell yeah. Because I've got to complain because they've displaced everyone who lives on the street. No one has anywhere to park. Like, you literally listen to the steel drums outside of the apartment anytime anybody drives by. Sounding like something off White Lotus. <laughs> right. Did you get into the White Lotus drumming? I did. <laughs> it sounds like the to me it sounds like the drums from La, um, that podcast La Culturistas, which I listened to. But um, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, we're gonna talk about White Lotus too because I've got things to say about that. Oh, I'm glad you finally watched. Um, yes, but how are you? How was your weekend? What did you watch? Give me the breakdown. No, the week uh, the weekend and the week were fine. Um, it was market day, so I did a little bit of that. Uh, I had some like friends stuff as well, connecting with friends. I actually, the summer's not been lost. I was kind of hesitant about what the summer was going to look like mm-hmm. um, with us kind lot. of returning, but I got to do two things in particular. Me being in Chicago, I've lived in Chicago now for eight years, and there have wow. been a couple of things that I've not done. So, very, um, like big things, I would say. One of those being the architectural tour. You've never um, done that. I feel like I've done cruises, but I've never done the architectural tour. It's not something that was really super I interested it. in. It was cute, but I did that. Um, when did you do it? I did that. That was this uh, past Wednesday. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's cute. Yeah, that was something. Uh, <laughs> lots of info, lots of good info, but yeah, mm-hmm. did that. And then the other thing that I did was I went to my first Cubs game, oh. which was quite an experience. I um, heard. And so it was definitely not the traditional Cubs experience. I was able to, I was a guest of someone. You got the VIP had, treatment. Yeah, um, who was a, a very important connected. person, <laughs> um, very connected. Yeah. Um, and so got to have that experience in Skybox and um, 1914 Club and all that cool stuff. And so that was really fun. 
uh, that was super fun for me. So that was what I did this week, this past week. Um, as far as watching... Wait, didn't you also do the Jazz at the Aquarium? Jazzing at the Shed, I did go to that yeah. as well. Yeah, I, so the summer's not been lost on me. It's I definitely have been kicking it. I've gotten a little tan. Um, and yeah, it's been fun though. Uh, just kind of going out and exploring and being safe i'm looking at your tan i don't see it i've gotten a little i've gotten a little <laughs> chocolate where that though <laughs> i'm a little sun-kissed um because okay. yeah i'm a little sun-kissed i i had to take a break i had done a pub crawl a few months ago oh you guys remember me talking about that on yeah. the podcast and when i got sunburned and then so i had to take a little break but now i'm back with the jump off and um i'm oh, all SPF. around and all about chicago okay so all right, what While are you been watching? Um, so I didn't start anything new this week. Uh, this was season finale week for me for a couple of shows that I watched. Yeah. And so um, the Encore was one where I watched that season finale as well as the season finale of Dave was this past week. Oh, yeah. Um, so both really good shows. I was happy with the way um, each of them came out. I know you also have some things to say about the Encore um, but overall, I liked a lot of the songs that the girls did on the encore. So I listened to so so first. I want to I want to go back to your comment about Dave before I get to the encore. Okay. Because I read something that I want your opinion on. Somebody the Atlanta Dave comparison. Yes. Yes. What are you? What is your thoughts? Do you do you agree with that? Because I, you're a bigger Dave fan than I am, but I've also seen Atlanta, and so and I'm a huge Atlanta fan. Yeah. So what what are your thoughts? Is Dave like? The show that he was saying, so essentially on Twitter, on social media, somebody was saying that trying to make the comparison between Atlanta and Dave and saying that FX, Thought what they, they wanted. They were going to get a show about a rapper with Atlanta. Right. That was, that is what Dave turned out to be because Atlanta is not necessarily a show about his rap career, but about exactly. everything else that goes on with that. Do you agree with that? I don't agree with the idea that FX set out to have Atlanta be a show about a, a rapper. Well, I, I think they were just they That's were framing it from the pilot because the pilot is so different from the rest of Atlanta. But um, Childish Gambino's character in Atlanta, he is not the talent. He's not the rapper. The show right. cent it centers around him and he's managing right. his cousin who is a rapper. And mm -hmm. so I don't I don't necessarily think that that was FX's intention with that. Mm -hmm. um, with Atlanta was that this was going to be a show about a rapper while Dave is heavily focused on the this rapper. rise yeah. to stardom um, yeah. with David Bird, Little Dicky, who is, you know, who the show centers around. I personally think that FX knew exactly what they were getting into and knew exactly what they wanted. Um, and Atlanta's been around longer and they've had time yeah. to kind of meld and mold into what they actually want it to be. Many and Emmy nominations what I later. love about Atlanta is that it is these like these one-offs and mm -hmm. like you can watch an Atlanta episode without having to see the, the entire, season. En entire series or the entire season and you can make those connections. Yeah. Um, Dave is a little bit different than that, but I love both of the shows and I think that they're in their own lane. I, okay. I don't want to see any comparisons because I think that they are vastly different. That's fair. That's fair. I just wanted I that was in my mind, so I, I wanted to get you. I saw it. I was that. just like, okay, you know, this is something to be said. Now, mm -hmm. what I will say is that I out of the two, um, Atlanta is definitely getting the 
uh, critical acclaim. Yeah. 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 Because I don't. I feel like a lot of people are still not fucking with Dave, and I yeah. think it's done so artistically and um, beautifully that like it's just. Yeah, it's it's not get. I was very surprised to see that it didn't get anything. Any Emmy nominations? Um, any Emmy nominations? Even in the season finale, and I and I've talked about him so much on this podcast. But that Gata, the guy who plays Gata on Dave, mm-hmm. I'm just like enthralled with him and his abilities as an actor. It's very strong. I I mean I hats off to Gata who is really bringing us. Some hardcore scenes, some hardcore monologues. Um, yeah, who's really? I mean, who's really doing it? Like, okay. I'm, uh, yeah. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. But back to the encore. Yes, back to the encore. Now, I listen to the EP. If this is fizz or flat, it would be a flat for me. No. Why do you release an EP of just slow songs? First off, like. I don't think it's the EP of slow songs. It I think there's some mid tempo. Okay, mid tempo to slow. Like there's not one like bop. So to you me. want it? So you are on Aubrey's uh, plane. There's no yeah. bangers. Oh, we have yeah. no bangers. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. what were you writing? What was Aubrey writing? What yeah. was? Well, she didn't get a chance to. She was too busy being bullied by Fallon and Felicia. Nobody was being bullied. Oh, so re- Aubrey really? Was, Aubrey really? Was definitely. <laughs> I know you're not going down that road. Aubrey was definitely I trying know. to play a game from, and I went back no. and actually, what's so funny is that that's um, why she left. I went and watched the pilot mm-hmm. um, this past week again because I was we were the actually first episode. Inter- we were introducing um, the show to a group of friends of ours and. Um, Aubrey had been starting that shit from the jump. Starting what? Just in terms of the the divisiveness and the trickery. Um, if you go back and you remember, Aubrey was the first one out of her math, mouth to say, we need to split the groups up. And I want you, she's like, I want the twins um, with me. And then the rest of the girls can go. <laughs> I didn't. Well, she didn't say just the twins. She no. So she said just the twins, and then the twins were like, "I think we would add another person." And then Aubrey was like, "Well, I'll allow y'all to choose who y'all think y'all think would be acceptable." And they I said, "I didn't have Shamari. an issue with that." I didn't but have an issue Aubrey with was that. The, she was the first one to be like, "Yeah, we need to split these groups up." To I don't me, that's real. Well, I mean, you got one girl over here who only wants to do gospel music. You've got two more girls over here who can't sing. You've got another girl who spends most of her time in the pantry We're not gonna in the say, studio. Okay. And so, like, I don't understand Nibia. what you... We're not going to be nasty. I, would, but, I mean, um, that's real. Like, if you try to put together an actual, factual girl group, like, clearly, Fallon, Felicia, Aubrey, and Shamari are, like, the only girls. But that's not girls. what the assignment was. The assignment was to create a super group and of the nine girls. And we see how that turned out. And it turned out to how did be that a quartet featuring Pamela Long. A quartet featuring Pamela Long. And don't even get me started on Pamela Long. Okay, look. I, I'm, I'm happy to see Pam. Pam is representing for too. the LGBT community. No, she's not. she's doing her thing. Um, no, she about, is not. And yes, don't try was. to touch her. Don't t- You dare not touch her. Well, that was Aubrey also trying yeah. to use her womanly wows <laughs> against Pam. And God stopped it. But then, lo and behold, <laughs> Pam comes out on stage Pam's, Pam's outfit Looking was like, a quintessential right. <laughs> stud uniform. That is the universal 
stud uniform. Pam has found Jesus. With a leather vest and some straight backs. And you will not. Came out fucking crip walking on the fucking side of the stage while these girls was in heels doing full choreography. I just, I, I mean, I, I didn't know what quite to make of that. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, okay, the girls that were in Blueprint, the girls that are in Blueprint minus Pam is probably the girls who at the beginning of this probably should have been in the group from the beginning. It minus probably should have just been them. Minus Keely. Yeah, I don't I could uh, how really give a take. I could give or take Keely. I don't think that she brings anything no. to be honest. But those I mean, the twins and Shamari are the girls that I thought could kind of come and be ready to rock. Um I like I said, I like the music. I'm I'm confused on what Bird's Eye View is, what the song is about, but I really do like that song. I don't like any of the songs. Damn. Not one. None. So you, why? Because they're not Cosan's version or they're Felicia's like version? Them. What's no, up? Like, I don't care whose version they're. They're just not good songs You have something against women producers? Mm-mm, not at all. They're just not good songs to me. Okay. Like cinnamon. nothing catches me. Nothing. Don't do that. <laughs> nothing catches me. Nothing like makes me want to like nod my head. Nothing makes me want to like shake my ass. None of that. Like it's just oh, not. Oh no! I actually I do like the songs. I I like mm-hmm. um I I mean I'm not crazy about all the songs, but for the most part, I think it was a nice project. I think Carlos King and Todd Tucker on to something here, and I think that they should continue with this encore. Um, they should make this like an actual franchise and and let's start doing this. I think let's first do a um, we have this women's group. Let's do a men's group. Let's bring back some boys. I'm on I'm on the same page as Frank Gadsden. So Frank did come out with some stuff and he was a little upset um, on the day of the actual uh, season finale. He kind of said something about he wished BET would help June's diary like they you know kind of extended the red carpet and rolled out the red carpet for Blueprint. Listen. That's the group I like. But this is the T, though. And this is what's this is what's where I'm going to be very Come real. On. Yeah, yeah, be real. Each of the girls in Blueprint have a built-in fan base coming with them. Fair enough. And so fair there enough. is a lot of... There's a lot That's that fair. they are already bringing to, to the, the table, table. Yeah. outside of these girls that ain't nobody ever heard of. And Who's so you more- got to really understand that it's not always what... BET and what you know and what the umbrella is doing sometimes you got to bring something in on your own right but the premise of what what was the show that June's Diary was on I don't remember the show Chasing Destiny Chasing Destiny like the premise of that show was to put together a girl group to succeed the yeah. uh, encore is just a bunch of reality stars to me Shamari Aubrey Fallon and Felicia like these are all like no, when, those girls are artists. Those show, girls are singers. When this show started, d- act silly if you want to, but we all knew that there's no way that number one, all nine of these girls. I didn't think that all nine of them would make kind it. Of girl I did not think that all there's nine no of way. them make, would make it. Right. So I kind of knew. So that that I mean, was like happen. we knew that. But I do think that I, I think just calling them reality stars and doing that, and I think that that does take away from. The actual talent and how we know and how we know them because I think outside of the reality TV, which Aubrey is the only one that we got introduced to through reality reality TV, TV, the rest of them actually were doing some like 
you know, Black had hits. Right. Black, I mean, 702 had hits. Yeah. Cherish did well. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I just, I feel like, I don't want to say, because I think all of the girls are talented. I just feel like June's now, Diary. you said that one of them wanted to stay in the pantry and two of them couldn't sing. Well, you clearly they're not in the group. Like, I just feel like, to me, for me personally, <laughs> I feel like June's Diary if given the same opportunity, would have more commercial success than Blueprint. Like, I don't think Blueprint's going to go anywhere. Like, I think this was for TV. They yeah. released an EP, and this will fizzle out, and they'll be on to the next thing. And they'll go but on to June's the next Diary thing, yeah. is how many years, and they're still rocking as a group, and there's nobody's left. Everybody's they're still fully committed. Yeah. They're still trying to make it, and they have the talent to do so. Yeah. So why are they not getting their fair shot? That's what I don't understand. I also think that um, the people behind the scenes, I'm not talking about BET in particular, right. but the I'm industry. talking about I'm talking about the people behind the scenes. So yeah. like Carlos King, when there was something going on, when Misha wanted to leave, Carlos King showed up and was there and was like, what's up? Okay, let me figure out. Like, if that's what you want to do, let me... I, I don't know if Kelly and Frank, with the time that they have and still building and trying to, you know, navigate their careers, really have the time and energy to dedicate to, like, holding June Diary's hand all the way through. Well, clearly, Frank is still invested. I think he's still invested, but I think, you know, Kelly's Frank's also been doing long his thing. Gone. But... <laughs> Child. Kelly, yeah. Kelly's trying to revive her own career. She did that. She said, I'm going to film and I'm leaving. Yeah. I don't know. I Whatever. That's all I have to say about on, the encore. No, I, th I think, like them. I said, I think that um, the ending project, it came out okay. I like this. I like the songs. I would like to see this done again um, next time with like a men's group. Mm, I can I'm leave. I can take down. it and leave it. I'm definitely down for that. I'm, I'm going to start building a list of who I think would come back. Okay. And come out and do a nice, sexy men's group. Because that you could really take on tour. Okay. I mean, don't and they already have the that tickets. with the Millennium Tour and all of those boy bands being together now? I think so. I would, you know what I would do? I would go a little bit older mm. than Millennium Tour. I think you got to really get the like 40-somethings. The 40-something people who will go pay the money to go out and really, you know, be there and, and, and see these boys and see these men. I don't know. Excuse me. Men in concert. So I think you got to go a little bit, you know, I think well, the Millennium. I think the Millennium. Right. I think the Millennium Tour, it would be a little bit more so for like our age and maybe right. a little bit younger. But we're the ones watching we gotta, the encore. I think we got to go a little bit. I know, but I'm saying... Who I think will go and buy the tickets and show up and show out, I think are the middle-aged, you know, 40-year-old mm -hmm. women. So tell me this, and this is the last thing and we can move on. If Blueprint came to Chicago, would you go to their concert? No, I would not be buying a ticket to that show. <laughs> That's all I needed to know. <laughs> but I do like the songs, but I'm not, I don't want to see it live. <laughs> That's all I, boom, <laughs> moving on, yeah. asking the important questions. Uh, I like the songs though. Oh, keep for you, keep for them. Um, I don't want to see Keely doing the baby crybaby on the floor. I don't want to see her humping on the couch. I don't. I that that no. That's I don't have. Yeah. 
My weekend was great. <laughs> what did you do? Can you do you remember what you did this weekend? I do. I do. Good. Okay, I what do. Did you want to share? Yeah, I went we went to Market Days. I had a blast. It was great to be outside to actually be in an event. I had a great time. I felt like I put some uh, great outfits together, festival attire. Um, yeah, I had a great time. It was a great weekend. Um, got to see a lot of people that don't live here in Chicago that I haven't seen in a while. That they came from Market Days, and so that was also um, really good to see um, as well. So yeah, it was a great time all around. I enjoyed it. Uh, Market Days is technically the unofficial end of Chicago summer, but um, since Brewfest is canceled, so. Or High Park Fest now, excuse me. It's been renamed. High Park, Fe High Park Fest has been canceled. But yeah, I had a great time. Uh, what I've been watching, I watched What If on Marvel that came out. That's another big show that Marvel's doing on Disney+. Plus. I enjoyed it. What I wanted to talk to you about, though, is I finally had a chance to watch the first episode of White Lotus. Mm -hmm. Organized chaos to me is what it feels like. I'm like, what is going on? Little Mama is having a baby on her first day. Uh, I, I'm confused about these newlyweds. He, the guy seems really shady to me. Um, old girl, her, his, his uh, I guess, newly wife, body his down. Wife, body Alexandria Daddario, body down. Mm -hmm. I don't like the two little girls of Connie Britton. They, they seem like sophomores in high school, so they're playing. So those girls are actually perfection. in college. Oh, are they? Those girls are in college, <laughs> and you are going to start to see if you continue on. You'll and that's start what I was going to say. I'm not going to continue you, on. You, you will. The, I, I understand the vibe and feel of after watching the first episode that you don't really like those girls. Yeah. But Paula, who uh -huh. is the the, the black girl. Oh, the black girl. Okay. Um. Yeah. It's My, a very, it's the, you, you really, yeah, they start to, um, they start to kind of show what they're here for actually, because at, from the very first episode, I couldn't get a vibe. I'm like, either. what are y'all doing? Are y'all yeah. just here to just be annoying and like yeah. teenagers and ho-hum, but you'll, you're going to start to, if you continue, you'll start to see what they're actually here for, especially Paula's ass, who is a fucking trip. Okay. My question for you, who's in the box? Who do you think is in the box? So I have a couple of um, theories about who I think could possibly be in the box. Um, it's obviously somebody that the boy knows, whatever his name is, the newlywed. Well, so you'll see, they get more connected as the okay. season goes on. So they kind of all know each other, know each other because they're all on this, this, this the property together. And the same time. Um, yeah. And so... He will know, but there's um I have a couple of ideas who about who's in the box. I actually think um it could possibly be Armand, who is Okay, that's um, not what I was thinking. Who's yeah. I think it might be Molly Shannon, his mama. I think that is oh, she okay. playing his mama or whatever. Yeah, she's she, comes. she plays his mom, but she's she's not in the she's not in the series for long. Oh, okay. I don't think it's his wife. I think that's the obvious, like, oh, so it's It definitely his wife. could be his wife. But I don't so the last episode that I saw, his wife is not in a good place. Yeah. I don't think it's her, though. It's not. She's not in a good place. Uh, there's a couple of them that are in really bad shape. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just so funny because it's this, um, it's this huge, uh, what do you call it? Um, it's, it's so ironic because they're in this beautiful paradise 
but they are all in Messed turmoil. Up. Yeah. Um, and so it's very, uh, very, it's very interesting. I think that you will, like I said, the girls at first are just a little annoying, but mm-hmm. then I think Paula. It is also nice Paul's, to see. Paula's very interesting. The character of Paula is a very interesting character. Okay, maybe I'll watch another episode. I like, I like um, the son. It's who mm-hmm. I'm actually starting to like. The yeah. teenage son is who I'm like. They put in he's finally kitchen. starting to get it. Um, yeah. What's her? What's the other girl? Um, I, it was exciting to see what's her name. Natasha Rothwell. No, not Natasha. Jennifer she was Coolidge? Cute. Yes. It's, it's nice to see Jennifer Coolidge in something else and have something. Because I feel like whenever she's in something, it's always these very token characters. And it's very interesting to kind of see her play a character with a little bit more depth. Now, just all based off of that first episode, I was like, well, shit, this is the most acting I've seen her do in anything she's been in. And so I think that that's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, White Lotus is, I, I actually think it's pretty good. Um, and I'm excited to see what they do with the um, next season. Okay, well, so that's what I've been watching. Uh, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a break and we will come back with Woo Child. And we are back. It is time for our beloved segment. I don't know. That's what I say, yes. our, our beloved segment. I was going to say, Trent, tell us about it. Um, I'll let you go ahead. No, go ahead, because I don't remember it. And you will not be making fun of me this episode. Thank you I don't so make much. fun of you any episode. Yes, you I don't do. have no clue what you're talking about. Yes, you do. But uh, Pop Stars, it is time for Woo Child, our most beloved segment of this podcast. Uh, this is the time where Marcus and I get to go over the top pop culture moments of the week. The things that made us say, Woo-cha! Marcus, you're up first. So, I just want to make a quick announcement. Robin is gay. <laughs> no, not gay. My name is Robin, and I am bisexual. <laughs> and I am bisexual. DC Comics just announced this past week that Robin, the sidekick to Batman, a.k.a. Tim Drake, is bisexual. Surprising no one. <laughs> we already knew this. Um, and so I think that was very interesting. This comes off the heels of Marvel uh, actually announcing that Loki was bisexual. Or not bisexual, oh. but um, I think maybe they said he was like pansexual or something like that. Or non-binary. A fluid, basically. And so um, it was very interesting to see. Um, I, I mean, hey, a Robin always seemed... Pretty gay to me. I think what did it for me was um, those shorts. No, it was uh, the cape. <laughs> no, I'm gonna. <laughs> it was uh, the Batman Forever movie with George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell. I was like, oh yeah, but Rob did that movie. Uh, I knew Robin was gay then, and Robin, you knew he was gay then. Robin also told me. But didn't me he want to be with gay. Alicia uh, Silverstone? <laughs> Semantics, girl, you have on a uniform with built-in nipple showings. Like, no. <laughs> oh, okay. You are gay, gay, gay. I think that, yeah, I think it's more so the latter. It, it showed, it told you that you were gay. And also that he was gay as well. Well, he's bisexual. He's and that gay. we were meant, bisexual, and that we were meant to be together. That's how younger me went. Anyways, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not really Child. much to say here. It was announced this week, and so, I mean... I think I think what's very interesting is that both Marvel and DC are moving forward with 
the involvement of some of their characters. And now, let me them. ask this. Okay. Because what this comes off to me as mm-hmm. is that someone might be making the decision to say that Robin is bisexual. I mean... And not necessarily because of, you know, this these instances in the past of where Robin has been through the comics, through, you know, through movies or whatever. I'm trying to figure out, have there been queer characters that have come through in the past, through, like, comics, through the stories? Yes, but it's been implied. So it's not okay. been outright said... But it's been implied. So have they made like any kind of inferences to like stuff in the past of like, okay, well this is this is actually what that meant because Robin is bisexual. Uh that I don't know because I haven't read any of the new comics. And do you I'm think that really Robin much... and Batman had Girl, something going I'm not on? Going there with you. Because that's what I'm trying to figure out. I think they're more like a father son figure. Well, well that would lead me to Alfred. And what was no. going on with that? <laughs> no. It says here that Robin Michael Caine gives me messy gay. Well, that's the movies, though. So we're talking about the comics. Okay. So he's not necessarily bisexual in any movies yet, but in the comics, he's Child, bisexual. they about to make... No, so, but I just say all of that to say that, of course, fanboys are up in arms about it. Why y'all got to make everybody gay? Why y'all got to make everybody this and that? And I was like, well, first off, he's bisexual. He's not gay. And secondly, people are allowed to evolve. And just like... Real people, characters, you know, are allowed to kind of find themselves and live their true lives, even if they have lived a certain lifestyle for a particular amount of time. I mean, it's no different than real life. You know, you learn different things about yourself. So I just give a quick woo chow to that because, hey, progress. Come on. Come on, Robin. Right. What do you have? Well, I, it's time for our free Britney update. Oh, let's do it! Uh, we made a huge uh, headway in the uh, fight for Britney Spears' independence. Um, as we all know, Britney has gone through this battle with her conservatorship mm-hmm. since 2008. And this past Thursday, Jamie Spears, Britney's father, um, who has been her conservator since 2008, off and on because of health reasons, has finally agreed to step down um, as her official conservator. And so filing the court, the paperwork um, this this past Thursday, he announced that he will be stepping down uh, from the conservator status um, as, as it relates to Brittany. Now, what this means, it doesn't mean that she's going to be off a of conservatorship. It means that this that he will now be removing himself um, from the legal proceedings and, you know, arraignments and all of those things. Now, don't think that he's getting off scot-free. I just want to make sure that, that we point that right. out. Because now that he has stepped down as, as conservator, he will be brought in, according to Britney Spears' legal team, for questioning about An his audience. handlings um, over, the, over the past Decade. 13 years. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what we can expect to see is uh, Jamie Spears on the stand answering questions and having to finally be held accountable for certain decisions that he's made um, and allowances that he has made um, that have kind of added to the abuse that, that Brittany has gone through. As he should. Um, now, do I know who's going to be stepping up in the conservator role? I don't think that that's been decided. I thought there was already a co-conservator. It there was is, but I, I don't know if that if that is a does that mean that 
she will be able to just eat, like, is it a gradual, is it like a automatic succession plan or does Britney now get to have some say into who she wants as the actual conservator? Right. Um, I, I so, would assume she would get to have some say, but let's be clear, like, she never fought not having the conservatorship. She just fought having her family on the conservatorship. Like, right. she wanted to get them off of that. Right. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's a good question. Yeah, so I'm excited to see what happens with this, but a huge break in this entire thing that has spanned out decades and um, money and court costs and all of that and all of those things. I mean, I can't say that I'm surprised. Once this thing started to really grab legs and Britney was able to speak out, you had so many celebrities come and support, and you've had so many people jump on the Free Britney movement. I mean, hell, you got Wendy Williams making. Uh, Telling a uh, death to all of them. All <laughs> oh, right, I do remember. So that. I mean, you know, Jamie Spears probably said, "You know what? Let me let me make sure that I'm still alive, and let me go ahead and step down while I still can." Woo child. That all you got? Uh, yes, for that one. Do you oh, have okay. another one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about O.J. Simpson. Um, O.J. Simpson was just recently back in the news saying some more silly stuff, uh, and of course, we're here to report on it for you. So according to NBC Sports, O.J. Simpson was talking about why he avoids L.A. And he was in quotes saying, I have trouble with L.A. Simpson recently told Tim Graham of TheAthletic.com. Um, he said, people may think this is self-serving, but I might be sitting next to whoever did it. I really don't know Child. who did this. In, re in reference me. to the murder of, uh, what was it, Nicole Brown? Nicole Simpson. Nicole Simpson. Simpson, but was her maiden name Brown or something? I think like so. That? Yeah. And Ron Goldman. Yeah. Um, Twenty-seven years ago, basically. So you can do. Has that. it been that long? Yeah, that's what wow. it says. Yeah. Uh, so, what are your thoughts about that? I just, uh, to me, OJ, I think he keeps doing this to try to keep his name relevant. A little bit, but I think that we also need to make start making a conscious choice to maybe silence um, that because once again. Two people have, two people were brutally murdered. Yeah. And I think that that's what we can't let go of. Like, we have to, we have to kind of keep that in the forefront. And so, anytime that he is doing a joke or he's making like these kind of comments, it's, it's, it's inappropriate. It's off color. It's yeah. just like, it, it is a, Laugh in the face. It's what it feels like. It know? is a laugh in the face. And not to say, you know, depending on what side of this you are on, whether he did it or not, I think that if I myself was personally able to kind of be acquitted of this and, and, and move on from this, it would disappear. It would be the last thing that I would ever bring up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of have to figure out how you want to go about this. I think OJ's been also placed in a tough position because he did have quite a legacy before the murders yeah. happened and now that's all basically been shattered. Um well, because this not is how people think of him. This is yeah. how people know you. Yeah. Um and so you have to I think you have to kind of figure out a way to yeah, either disappear or just like stop not talking bring that about up. It. Yeah. Do something like, else. Shut up. Stop talking about it. Yeah, I agree. You know, I agree. How can you take this and how can you take your experience and you can market it into changing the narrative about you? Yeah. What if it was like now you will you, you want to hurt 
help others that have also been wrongfully convicted or, you know, something like that. But that's not where your mind is. Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe. You want to come out with books if I did it. Yeah. You want to come out with, you know, oh, I, I could be sitting next to the killer. Come on. Like, OJ, Orenthal, James, <laughs> you are too old. Maybe this is the most notoriety that he's gotten beyond football. So maybe this is why he keeps saying something because it keeps his name in the news. It keeps him relevant. It keeps him what a little bit of, if you call it fame or infamy that he has. And so, I mean, you know, a lot of these people, we'll talk about this more in the spill segment, but fame is a hell of a drug. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. And I think that that's what he's still on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um, I don't have anything else. Well, the other thing that I wanted to just point out, <laughs> I, I read in an article this past week that IHOP is about to start serving alcohol. Girl. Bad idea. Yeah. Woo child, yeah. do not do I'm, it. Do you mm-hmm. realize how many... <laughs> Cut it. Cut okay, it. Okay, so they're going to be doing... So as it has been reported through um, uh, foodandwine.com, mimosas wines uh, and brews will be on the menu at IHOP. They've already tested this in Phoenix um, and they're going to start kind of doing it gradually in Texas and California until it finally makes its way. I think IHOP is going through a little bit of an identity crisis. Do you remember when they were like, we're going to just be burgers. We're going to do that. But like now with alcohol, baby, I can already tell you just from my college years how many days and hours and nights I've spent at IHOP. That's what I keep And now that y'all gonna have alcohol there, it's about to be the turn up. And there's gonna be fights at IHOP. There's gonna be... <laughs> there already are. <laughs> there's gonna be more. Don't people come to IHOP when they're already drunk, though? They do, but now you can keep the party going. Like, after the club closes, people go to IHOP? Y'all, this is not the way to do it. I'm telling mm, y'all, yeah. IHOP, y'all had a nice little family uh, <laughs> restaurant. Y'all about to... It's about to be club IHOP in there. Club IHOP. I'm telling you. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, the only other thing I had was just... Everybody's hopes and dreams for um, their Jeopardy host have been dashed this week. What do you mean? Um, everybody wanted LeVar Burton, and Jeopardy announced who the two new ho- two new hosts of Jeopardy would be. Right. And neither of them are LeVar Burton. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, it's let me give you the update. This is from the DailyBeast.com. But Mike Richards and Mayim Bialik will be splitting hosting duties. So Mike Richards will be taking over the day-to-day Jeopardy. And I call it Blossom. That's Blossom and to me. And Mayim Bialik, a.k.a. Blossom, will be doing taking over the primetime and special editions. And allegedly, or reportedly, um, a new college-focused edition of Jeopardy. She'll be hosting that as well. Interesting. So, um, yeah, no, I think... Thoughts? I also read that it was that uh, Blossom was supposed to be the just the flat out host, but because of mm-hmm. her schedule, they they she can't. Um, what so that, schedule? So baby girl be actually doing stuff. So did you know that? Um, and I believe her name is Mayim Biliak. Mayim Biliak. Biliak. But. Um, She's like actually a science. She's like a full. She's a neuroscientist. Scientist. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that she also does another show. She has another show. So she, I, I know that she, she used to be on Big Bang. She used theory, to be on Big Bang but Theory, but I think that she also got another done. show. Um, that's not what it says on here. It just says that you know she was best known for her role in Big Bang Theory, 
and will host a new spinoff series for Jeopardy called the National College Championship on ABC. Oh, so maybe that's the next show. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's a spinoff college show that she's going to be helming for Jeopardy, along with other primetime editions. Oh, well, okay. I'm over here already looking at. Uh, I'm looking at all this stuff that I'm because you know I pulled up Baby Girl's IMDb. Uh-huh. She's got work on Call Me Cat. She also has work on Young Sheldon, which is the spinoff uh, yeah. from Big Bang. That's she, still on. Yeah, I mean she's uh, so Baby Girl's busy. Oh yeah. Well, now she's going to be even busier because she's booked a new gig. So everyone who's uh, was turning up for Lavar. Um, oh, that's the other thing. Ava DuVernay had also said she was like, I'm currently thinking of a show for LeVar Burton because she wasn't very happy with the news either. Not a lot of people were very happy with the news. Okay, uh, um, uh, <laughs> Ava, come on. Right. So I just wanted to give a quick woo chow for that. We tried, but, you know, sometimes, most times, if you're black and trying to do better. I don't know. I don't know the words to use. I don't want to say do better, but try and, you know, get a position and stuff. Sometimes the rug always gets pulled out from under Sometimes your feet. It, yeah. They don't want to they don't want to see it. So, woo child. Uh okay, is that all you have? That's it for me. Let's take a break. Yes, when we come back, we are going to talk about the fame monster. I've got a lot of good things I want to talk to you about. Okay, Gaga. So, <laughs> we'll be back. Alrighty, we are back, and it is time for our spill segment that I am leading this week, which I like to call the Fame Monster. Um, obviously, we've seen a lot of things in the news lately, just about people, celebrities, and athletes wanting to put their mental health above anything else, which I applaud, but you know, it just brought up a lot of questions for me about fame and what that does to a person and how much access we should have to these people or how much access that a lot of these celebrities and things allow. Um, And this comes off of the back of Beyonce. Um, I'll start it off here. So Beyonce had a cover story in Harper's Bazaar magazine where she covered a lot of these topics. And one of the big ones that she talked about was social media and making sure that, you know, the access that we have to her is only what she allows. And she was saying that only the people close to her know who she really is. But that doesn't mean that this shit doesn't exist. That's what she said in the article. She was like, I just don't want y'all asses to see it. And I felt that. I was like, you know, there is a certain, a certain, a certain, uh, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but just feeling about being able to kind of control your own narrative. Yeah. Um, and we saw that with Naomi Osaka. We saw that with Simone Biles. We're seeing that with Be- Beyonce's been doing it. And so that's just some of the questions I wanted to talk about. Fame, when I was young, and so let's, let me start here and let me get your thoughts on this. When I was younger, I used to have, as I'm sure any kid enthralled with pop culture and entertainment about being famous, about being in Hollywood, being in the industry and stuff like that. Um, And that quickly fades when you start like hearing stories about other celebrities or seeing other celebrities who just weren't ready for fame, like um, Amanda Bynes, like a Lindsay Lohan, like, you know, even Raven Simone had to take a step back and stuff like that. You see all of these kids who were thrusted into the spotlight so young, but they don't know how to handle it. And they mm-hmm. just kind of get chewed up and spit back out by the Hollywood machine. 
And so my my first question to you is, what do you think fame does to a person? You know, I mean, not only as a child star, but even as grown people now, you know, end up changing and stuff like that. What do you think fame actually does to a person? Um, I think that that's a little question. I think that it can go in different directions. I don't think that fame does exactly one thing to a person. I think it depends on who you have around you and exactly at what age and place of your life that you are experiencing that um, and, and just how it happens. I think if you are someone who doesn't have a strong foundation, um, whether that be friends or family and people in your corner mm -hmm. and you're kind of placing your trust in your management, your... Um, people you don't really know other that celebrity well. friends that you've met that you're you know that you started to connect with because of you know because of the buzz that's around you that can be tough and fame can kind of distort your reality yeah. of actually what is happening but I think that if you do have those things yeah that fame it, it doesn't take that much of a um it doesn't it doesn't hit it's not that big of a brunt right um when it when it does hit and so i feel like if you are let's say a naomi let's say a beyonce um someone that i actually do look at is like wow like handling this super well mm -hmm. um kiki palmer is yeah. someone who has handled the fame yeah. and a raven simone i feel like raven well. has too uh yeah yeah I think Raven is is, is done okay but I, Kiki really sticks out in my mind as someone mm -hmm. who has been who at least gives the a, a, appearance that very well positioned and well um, she's done a lot matured yeah through um through growing up in the spotlight I um for those who hit fame a little bit later it can be really tough too. Mm -hmm. I think that we're seeing that with people like Tamar Braxton, mm -hmm. who has always kind of been on the outskirts of the public eye, but when placed into the center, things started to really unravel. Kind of, yeah, didn't know how and to handle it. And it was tough. Mm -hmm. um, what do we think about, so on the flip side, didn't you have people like China and McLean who want to take a step back, or Cameron Diaz, who, you know, take a step back from fame because that's not, it's not what their life is based on. What do you do when you have all of this notoriety behind you and you decide to step away from the spotlight? Is that a smart decision? Is that something that, you know, helps maintain your mental health? And is it something that you can come back from? Who's to say that you'll still have that same momentum or fan base there when you when and if you decide to come back? I think that there I think there's really good examples of both. I think um there are I mean well first the China McLean's I think you you have to kind of do that. You have to kind of put that stuff in place because how many examples have you had of people who have not done that mm -hmm. and have, you know, ended up in a really bad spot. Um yeah. With as far as some people who've taken a step back and it wasn't there when they came back, yeah, that's also been a thing. I think if you look at somebody like um I'm trying to think of somebody like uh let's say somebody who stepped away and come back. Yeah. Hmm. Like a Countess Vaughn. Has she come back? 
She didn't. She tried to come back. I'm trying to oh. say she tried to come back, and maybe it wasn't there. Yeah. What about somebody like a Monique? Monique's situation is different. Okay. Monique was blackballed. True. It's because fair. she wouldn't play, play certain game, games. Yeah. Yeah. Games that would not. I, and when I say games, I mean like wouldn't you know do the dog and pony show. Right. Um, which you, I which guess, sometimes, sometimes you people do. do. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. but like Countess Vaughn like took a step back and was like, I'm, you know, separate myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's some other examples. I just can't. There are definitely, I mean, there's lots of examples. That's a good question, yeah. Um, I mean, Lindsay Lohan. She's trying to make a comeback. But she had to take, but see, she, she, she took, a, took step, a step back. But yeah. it was too, it was already too late. The damage had been oh, done. Well, I mean, hey. <laughs> the damage has been done. Hey. Uh, I think okay. I've got another good example. Somebody who took a step back and is doing um, Hillary Duff. She's in a brand new show and yeah. was trying to get her old show back, and so I, she successfully managed to make a comeback and is now going to be on another big show. Yeah. So I mean, that's an example. Um, the other question I have for you then is, when it comes to celebrities and them protecting their peace and athletes and stuff like that. Who gets to decide who decides who has access to these people? Like, do you think the power is back in the in, you know, celebrities and athletes' hands? Do you think fans still have a say in like the access that they have? This is something else that Beyonce talked about. It was like, you know, um, my personal life and, you know, the life that fans see, like it's what I want them to see. You know, they don't get to dictate you know, what I do on a, a, a normal day basis. I save that part of me for people who know me personally and are close to me. And for those of you who don't know me personally or are close to me, you're pretty much SOL. So, I mean, what do you think about that? I think that if you are someone who has the level of talent that Beyonce has, um, that it's really... It's it's really easy to say that, right? It's really it's, it's really boundaries. easy to be like, "Yep, well this is the boundary and mm-hmm. sorry. This you're going to get this and this is what I'm giving you." Mm-hmm. Um, I think for some of these girls who are a little bit more up and coming, who might need to supplement um <laughs> their talents That's with true. a little bit of extra and, you know, I might not have the best vocal, I might not have the best voice, but I do have a great personality. I'm funny and a big following. Um, I can, you know, I can I can create a big following of just around like who I am. I think that a really good um, example of that, someone who does that is um, Young Miami from City Girls. Like, not necessarily the most talented, but damn if she isn't funny, damn if I don't like her, like, I will get on her, um, I'll get on her live and and listen to her, like, talk, Mm -hmm. because I, like, it to me, it's funny. I, I like, I like doing that. And so I think it's it's easier when you have all of the talent and all of the things to be to back it up and to be admired. But but some of these girls, you have to kind of supplement some of that. And I think that we as a society and as a culture, we like having that direct and close access. And so um, one hand kind of washes the other. So then let me ask you this. Do you think some of these new girls, do you think it's possible for them 
to set up boundaries early, or do you think that they kind of have to put? Well, they're doing out it, yeah. There? So you have to be like a Simone, you have to be like a Naomi. Um, now those are two girls that are in the sports field. Right now, what when it comes to music, music and when it comes to acting, acting. things might look a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this, and let me say this. We don't see Marseille Martin acting a damn fool. We, we or we Sky see, Jackson. We see what they want us to see. Yeah. Same for well now. Who are you about I, to say? I was about to say Chloe and Hallie. Well, but, I uh, mean, baby girl. we still see what they we they want us to see. What but, they want us to see, but they showing a lot. I, but I think that they've just got the freedom because I think earlier in their careers. They were told to abide by the same kind of rules that Beyonce um, sets for herself. You know, like, don't give them anything. Like, put out the music. Let it be about the music. And now that they've reached, you know, like, the legal age and stuff and are older now, you know, they're able to kind of branch out a little bit and kind of build their own audiences individually while still being, you know, themselves but, I mean, and, and they're children of the social media age. So, I mean, what did you expect? Yeah, I mean, we all are. I think that it's, it's like I, I feel said, like we're on tough. the cusp because we knew what it was like without social media. But they were born into a world you where social media yourself. existed. You very youthful. <laughs> you don't and look young. it. <laughs> um, okay, so hold on. I got another question for you. Do you think, and I think this kind of leads into that. Do you think fame is the same now as it was 10, 20, 30 years ago? No. What do you think the main difference is? It should be obvious. But what do you think the main difference is? The main difference is the social media and the phones. Us having phones is the main, that is the big difference. Us, everybody having um, the internet, social media, and everything at their fingertips. That That is the largest difference. It's very different than it was. 10 years ago and 20 years ago. I would say in 10 years ago, I think from 10 years ago, it actually might be a little bit safer for celebrities because 10 years ago, things were really bad and really tough for celebrities. You had people crashing into people. You had people, you know, risking their life trying to get away from paparazzi and do, you know, all of this craziness. Um, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think... uh um, what was I getting ready to say? I think uh, nowadays, like back in the day, like if you were saying like 10 years ago, I think social media was still a little bit new to the point to where you didn't really know how to navigate it. But I think now it's a double-edged sword because number one, anyone can comment and say whatever they want. But from the celebrity or athlete side or just the celebrity side, you also get to control your own narrative. And so you don't have to do interviews every week. You don't have to go on all of these public publications and stuff like that. Like you get to choose what people take Issa Rae, for example. She got to control her narrative about her marriage and stuff like that. She didn't have mm-hmm. to go on, you know, a talk show or something like that and talk about that. She was able to put that information out when she got ready. Hell, I didn't even know she was dating. I didn't even know she was engaged, dating anybody. I didn't know you know, she was able to keep that to herself because of social media and stuff. And so I think that it's a little bit of a double-edged sword, don't you think? Um, double-edged sword, I'm not necessarily I don't know if I completely agree agree with that yes i think that they can control their narrative and i think that that does help but just in terms of the of just of how quickly things travel and how how much false information is out out there there. yeah it 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 
it pales in comparison to what celebrities are actually able to keep up with. Agreed. Let's go back to <laughs> the uh, song Rumors uh, just released. And yeah. Cardi talking about, she's like, I, I don't even know what language this is in, but I know this is not true about me. Right. Um, and that's, that's the world that we live in now, where there is just so much happening so fast. False, true. So much fabrication, true, yeah. Half true, you know, that it, it, it's it's... It's it does a disservice. Um, I agree. Unless you have that, in, unless you have a team that is, you know, on it every step of the way. Um, I agree with that. So, okay. Yeah. Um, so just in general, before we wrap this up, fame at all? Like, let's ask the big question: Would you ever want to be famous, or would you be happy, you know, doing a skill or a talent that you do well? And having like minimal notoriety, or would you be? Do you think fame would be something that you would be able to deal with? I think I would be able to deal with fame fine. You I think, think so. Yeah, I think I would be able to deal with it okay. I would. Um, I think that if it happened now, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, yeah, if it happened now, I feel like I've had enough life experience to kind of help, kind of ground me a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say that Trent and Rashad. Rose to fame at beach age men days. Seven, at the beach, you know, men seventeen, days. eighteen, twenty years old. Probably not. No, mm-hmm. probably not the best time. Absolutely not. Um, what I want, fame. I, I, to be honest, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, not so much as a concern for me, but just like my family. Uh, that it's a it's it's a really it would be really tough. Yeah. Um, yeah. I agree with that. So I don't know. I think, um, like I said, back in the day, I like back young, younger, younger, younger me, like early twenties, teens me. I think I definitely wanted that because we were on the cusp of like social media in that bubble. But now, I think because of what I do, I think there's a little bit of celebrity or fame that maybe comes with the territory. So if that were to happen, I would be okay. But I don't think it's something that I would proactively seek out for myself, you know, just because I think privacy is a good thing. You know, there are some things that I want to keep to myself and there are some things that, you know, the whole, I don't want the whole world to be able to have an opinion on and stuff like that. And those are some of the down, the pitfalls of fame is that, you know, when you get to a certain level, everyone's got an opinion and it's people that you don't know and people having these big diatribes and monologues on national TV about you. And you're like, None of this is true. Still, drums are really going outside right now. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think yeah. there's certain levels to fame, and like, I think why well, I wouldn't want to be at a um, a Beyonce level or a um, or a Lady Gaga level. Yeah, any of that. So, I don't know. Just some things to think about. Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. Well, let's take another break. All right, and when we come back. It will be time for Fizz or Flat. We'll be right back. Oh, so you don't want to bring us back in? I, I brought us out. I took us out. But it was my segment. So now introduce the segment. You always do the spill for the segment. Oh, now you're acting like you ain't doing the podcast well, uh, No, I'm, I'm tired of doing all the heavy lifting you, of this podcast. Trust me, you are not doing any heavy lifting. I'm sick of it. No. Trust me, you are we certainly paid, not doing no heavy lifting. We get paid no the exact lifting. same. 
And no, I'm not gonna. No, oh, you think I'm not so? doing it anymore. Yeah, we sure do. Wink, wink. <laughs> Anyways, welcome Girl. back. It's time for our fizz or flat segment. Trent, tell us about it. Yeah, so fizz or flat is that time of the show. Y'all listen to this shit every week. <laughs> it's the time of the show where Marcus and I go over the top pop culture moments. We give them a fizz if we're feeling them, or, or a flat, flat if, if we're, we're not. not. Oh, that was so hard for you. It's not hard. It's I'm just sick. So I'm just difficult. sick of doing all the heavy lifting. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. We get paid the exact same. I, there's no reason why I should have to bring us in for every segment. That's not fair. Equity. Anyway, heavy, heavy. All right. Well, I'm gonna go first then this week for fizz or flat, and I wanted to give a huge fizz because I actually think that this might be really really good casting Catherine zeta jones playing morticia in the new netflix live action series called wednesday which is a take on the adams family yeah um what do you think about this i think that'll be a good i could see that i um, see it i see it i think that would be good who else is um on the cast uh let me let me see let me see uh she'll be playing the family matriarch wednesday alongside u.s actor Luis guzman as gomez i don't know who that is uh, Jenna Ortega will play the lead role of Morticia and Gomez's death-obsessed daughter Wednesday in the series, described as a coming-of-age comedy set during the youngster's school year. So this oh. will be based on Wednesday, and not necessarily the, the, uh, everybody else will be kind of like supporting cast. Louis Guzman is a character actor that I definitely recognized right up on first sight. Yeah, um, of him, he's been in everything, Carlito's Way. Oh. Um, Lemony Snicket's a series of unfortunate events. Okay. He's done Oz. He's, I mean, literally been in everything. I'll show him to you. You'll know Let exactly who I'm talking about. Oh, really? Um, so he'll be in everything. Oh, but, um, I didn't know that was his. Okay. But yeah, I definitely, I think Catherine Zeta is, is a dead ringer for Morticia, and I think she'll do well. And Tim Burton is directing. Cool. So I give this a fizz. Fizz for me as well. Um, I want to talk about the new reality show on HBO Max. So this past week, a trailer surfaced for Issa Rae's newest project called mm. The Sweet Life Los Angeles. Um, this is and part of her new media company, Hooray. But the, the show, which was going to be on HBO Max, premiering on August 19th, centers around a group of um, L.A. hopefuls. Um, that are basically navigating uh, the the young, black, ambitious life um, in L.A. Um, what we will see here, it's they're doing this really weird thing with HBO Max, very similar to Generation. This is going to be released in three um, three episodes each week, um, so we'll get oh. three episodes each week okay. of this. It's a nine episode series. Um, but this will feature around, um, we're going to go down the quick, quick cast list of these people. I don't know any of these. Um, Amanda, who is a 25 year old PR professional and social media maven from Inglewood, California. Brianna Jones, 26, raised in Kalamazoo, Michigan, but moved to LA in 2018. And she works in the healthcare field. Um, we also have Cheryl, who's a 26-year-old fashion designer from Watts. Um, for our men, Gerald Smith, who's a 25-year-old Los Angeles native, but also a former um, athlete 
So he played for UCLA oh. um, uh, basketball. Okay. Um, Jordan Bentley, who's a little cutie, he's 24 years old, and he's the founder and CEO of a Los Angeles-based streetwear brand called Hypeland. And then we have uh, PJ, which is spelled very interestingly, um, who's a 20-year-old, 27-year-old entrepreneur um, hailing from South Central. So it's going to have, oh, and there's a couple more. There's a couple more people on here. Uh, Tylen Burns is a 26-year-old Los Angeles native um, who serves as the founder and director of operations for House Party Creative, um, which is an event series agency. So these, it looks like that you know each of them are in their own lane trying to do it. What I get from the trailer is a grown-up Baldwin Hills. Well, that's what Issa said, too. She was like, I'm when she was talking about this show, she was like, I want to give you something in the vein of Baldwin Hills because she was obsessed with that show. This is definitely a grown-up yeah. Baldwin Hills. And yeah. um, it doesn't seem like a lot of actual drama, but maybe just more like uplifting and like highlighting. And I think that that could be a nice... I'm fine uh, with that. That could be a very nice breath of fresh air from yeah. all of that we see. But yeah. Um, so... We'll, we'll see exactly what happens um, with this. I will be watching on the 19th. I'm going to be watching. Um, and excited to see what comes of the Sweet Life Los Angeles. Fizz for me. It's a fizz for me. Uh, of course, as what you guys heard in our intro, Lizzo released a new song called Rumors featuring Cardi B. Cardi B has been making the rounds on the feature Honey, circuit. she said, I'm getting on every track I can for this baby pop. Right. Uh, what do we think about the song? I thought it was a cute song. Yeah. Is it something you would listen to? Would you... Yeah, I would listen to it. I would dance to it. Would you... I like the beat. Yeah. Would you go see it live? Um, possibly. I don't know. Possibly, yeah. I would go see it live. Yeah. I like Lizzo, actually. I think she does a really good job in her live performances. They're always new. She's always singing live. She's always giving us a new aesthetic, a new treatment, and so she always keeps it interesting, so... I would see that. I w I'm actually excited to see her perform this live. Okay. Um, did you see the video? Uh, yeah, I saw the video. I thought the video was cute. Very Hercules. Yeah. Um, and the muses is basically yeah. what they were going for. Um, and I think they did a good job. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was cool. It, it was. I give it a fizz. It's a fizz for me too. I like it. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else you got? Well, I wanted to do a quick um, shout out to all of the girls going country. Um, it seems as though are they? it seems like all the girls are going country. And so earlier this week, Monica announced that she's making plans for a country album, hmm. as well as we know that Kay Michelle has been working on a country album for forever. Um, but then there's also been the from the Harper's Bazaar Rumors. article that uh, there will be some music on the way from Beyonce. And I am under the impression that this is going to be some there's going to be some country. Uh, vibes and feels you think to so this. just from what she's been posting lately from what also i i follow tina pretty closely beyonce's mom and there's been some like to me some subliminals that country could be a potential route and direction for b you think it just might be because they just released the ivy park cowboy stuff and what this got you thinking that i think that that's part of it but then also i think we know that Beyonce does have some, has hinted and dabbled in country music. Mm -hmm. um, I think also from uh, Miss Knowles' post earlier this week in which she was saying, I, you know, I can't wait for my baby to do a country or gospel album. Um, 
that the, some of those things are starting to elude that their country might be on the horizon for Miss Beyonce, um, which would not be a huge surprise to me. I mean, she's from Texas. So, I mean, it, it's, it's not that far-fetched. But it seems to be this lane that a lot of girls are going in. I don't necessarily know why. I don't either. Um, I know that country music sells pretty well. Um, and so it could be a money grab. It could be money motivated. But, but then also, all... if, being from the South, it could just be part of, you know, what you, what your experience is and wanting to do something with that. So Let's be fair, though. Country music sells well if you're white. But black country artists have not. You, you better, see how talk, it took you to... better talk to, uh, what's his name from... Uh, is Hootie and the Blowfish, Darius, Darius Rucker. Rocker. You better ask him because his his stuff sells. But what about Lil Nas X? They tried, they fought to keep him off the country charts, and but he that was song trying to sells identify too. But that a, song definitely. But sells. only because Billy Ray Cyrus got on the track and tried and supported him. But he tried to do it by himself, and they pushed him off the charts because they were saying this is not country music, and so they refused to play his songs. They refused to give him the time of day. Mm -hmm. So country music for black people is not an easy breezy sell a lot of records. Like this is. I mean. I, I think territory. for I think what we've seen is that it might the the road might not be easy getting there and it might not have been easy for little Nas X but once he did get there it it definitely blew up. So, but I don't I don't see him as a country star though. I see I don't him either. As a pop I, star. I don't I don't see him as a country star either, but yeah. I know that that like and I don't see any of these girls as country artists, but I think them taking this dive into country music uh could be a a, a very nice check. Because country music does sell very well. I don't know how I feel about this. Can I give this a nooch? I don't want to give this a fizz or a flat. I don't care what you do with it. I'm giving it a fizz. I like country music, and I would love to see. I would love to hear some country music from these girls. Mm -hmm. I've heard uh, K. Michelle Maybe has a done song or two. country. K. Michelle did a um, a couple of tracks on um, her last album she that did. were country um, that I do really well. liked. They I didn't do well. Um, the one song that I really liked was "God I Get It." Mm -hmm. um, I really love that song. And then... Um, I don't think God I Get It was a country song. Though. God I Get It is definitely a country song. Mm. Play it. I mean, I mean, I've listened to it several God times. God I Get It is... Is it a country song? No, okay. Without question. Okay. Okay. Without, without question. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens. I pers I, I'm one who does like country music. And so... I do too. Um, I'm excited to see what, what the girls do. Uh I, I mean, I'm excited to see what my, if Monica can do it. Girl, bring it on. I know Kate Michelle can do it. I know yeah. Beyonce can do it. Um, Monica, let's go ahead, girl. Come on, come on with that country. Quick question: Who's your favorite country artist? Um, country art. Who is my favorite country artist? Hmm. Past or present? I think I know who mine is. Mine is sort I don't of a know. mix. Between I don't two. know. I, I, do I have a favorite country artist? Who is yours? I don't know. I think I would potentially have to go with Shania Twain. I think Shania Twain. I used to listen to a lot of her songs growing up. That country pop. Yeah, a little bit. And, but I will say Carrie Underwood has got, got me going after American Idol. I listened to a few uh, Before He Cheats and... A few of the other songs. I, I like Carrie. I like I like, um, I like Casey Musgraves. Casey is like, also uh, another one. Yeah, I was about to say her too. Casey Musgraves. I like Jason Aldean. I like. Um, okay. I like. Uh, I did like Rascal Flatts too. Rascal Flatts was not bad. I like the. Um, what was the uh, young woman's name from called Loretta Lynn? 
and Dolly. Stand I'm talking Reba. Reba. I'm about to say Reba yes. is probably my favorite Mar- country artist. <laughs> I probably have to say Reba is no, my favorite my country artist. That's because Reba really. Reba had yes, hits. some hits. Um, who I am is who I wanna be. That's Back them. in 1876, an old man. Yeah. Named okay, that's fair. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to give a fizz to real quick and a shout out: Idris Elba booked, booked, honey. Idris has been in every blockbuster movie uh, this year and next year. Um, so he just announced that he will be playing Knuckles in the Sonic and the Hedgehog two. That's a pretty big deal. Who's Knuckles? So Knuckles was the Red Hedgehog. Have you ever played or seen Sonic and the Hedgehog? I've I've seen Sonic, yeah. You had Sonic, who was the blue hedgehog. Then you had Tails, who was the flying squirrel. Yeah. And then you had Knuckles, which was the red one, who had like the little dread. He looked like dreads, but it came down, and he had like these knuckles really and stuff okay. like that. Okay, cool. But I'm excited about that. The first uh, Sonic and the Hedgehog movie was actually not that bad. It had Tika Sumter in it and James Marsden and Jim Carrey. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. It actually wasn't that bad of a movie. And so I would be excited to cool. see how this one turns out for the, um, the sequel. Nice. So I give it a fizz. All right. Go, I- go Idris. Uh, are you giving it a fizz or a flat? Uh, yeah, fizz. <laughs> I don't know who Knuckles is, but I'm happy for you. I'm happy you got a job, brother. He's got plenty of jobs. So... Um, okay, well, let's wrap this up. Well, I wanted to do one last oh, one, if that's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, Sorry. That's, is that all right? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, I think so, the producers will allow... Well, get, uh, I, so, yeah, the BMA's um, <laughs> nominations were released earlier this uh, past week on Wednesday. Um, and, baby, the nominations are out. I actually... It was lost on me that the VMAs have been doing gender-neutral categories since 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's exciting is that some of uh, my faves have been getting the nominations. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion has six noms. Yep. Um, the Justin Bieber has seven. He leads uh, the pack with the most nominations at seven. Uh, but Doja Cat as well as Lil Nas X are mm-hmm. in there as well. Uh, video of the Year, Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion for WAP. Um, in addition to The Weeknd, Save Your Tears, Lil Nas X, Montero's Call Me By Your Name, Ed Sheeran, Bad Habits, and Doja Cats and Scissors, Kiss Me More. Um, so some really exciting uh, I kind of think pivotal, Lil Nas might win that category. Some pivotal videos in there, because WAP was definitely a moment. Yeah. Um, the one I'm excited to see is who's actually going to take home Artist of the Year, and that is between right now Ariana Grande, Doja Cat, Justin Bieber, Megan Stallion, Olivia Rodrigo and Taylor Swift. I feel like Olivia Rodrigo has had a huge year. She got two number one hits back to back. I don't. I, I couldn't tell you I who she. Tell you one yeah, of them. I couldn't tell you. One was Driver's License. I remember I that. I know one. that song. Uh, who were the other nominees? There was um, so Doja, Ariana, Megan Thee Stallion, Justin Bieber, and Taylor Swift. I think Doja, Megan, and Olivia all have. An equal footing. I think they all they've all had big years. Um, Ariana, I, th- I I mean, yeah, but most of her music was released like last year, so I don't know. Who I'm missing on this list is Chloe and Hallie. Yeah, they, hello. So I'm not sure exactly what happened hello? there. MTV. Did they get nominated for anything? I'm not. I I I'm I haven't seen them just yet. It's a full list of nominations, but I have not seen them just yet, and so very interesting. Um, that they are not 
on this particular um, list of nominees. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a little odd. Uh, Beyonce um, is nominated for Brown Skin Girl, uh, as well as the boys from Silk Sonic would leave the door open, mm. showing up a couple of times on the nominee list. So uh, congratulations to all the nominees, and we'll see exactly uh, what happens. Uh, voting is uh, open now through September 3rd, and the VMAs will be live from New York City on September 12th. Nice. Well, I give that a fizz. Yeah, fizz for me, too. Uh, okay. Now, let's wrap it up. Okay, go ahead. I think I just want to say fame is a hell of a drug. Fame can be a hell of a drug. You know, I think fame can be very addictive to some people, and they'll do anything to keep their name relevant. <laughs> I'm talking about O.J. Simpson. So, I think, you know, you definitely... And then how the access and stuff that we have to these celebrities and stuff like that. I think if you don't like something or if you don't like, then just don't follow. I don't think that there necessarily needs to be all of this trolling and internet gangstering and shit happening like that I see that has become very problematic, you know, in a lot of different spaces. And so, I mean, fame is is a perplexing, very interesting. You never know when it's going to hit. You never know when it's going to fade. Um, and so I think that just kind of has the wheels turning in my head. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm really excited about the Free Britney update um, oh, yeah. with Jamie Lynn, Jamie Spears, sorry, stepping down as conservator. And um, for me, it's more so a commentary on what happens when um, the public get involved um, in a good way. This is this is an example of that being able to happen for the betterment of someone. And so, um, so that's what I'm leaving with today. Nice. Um, all right, where can they find us? So Cold Pop is available uh, on social media as well. Can it continue to connect with us there? You can find us at Cold Pop Show on Instagram and Twitter and Cold Pop Podcast on Facebook. If you are looking and want to see our faces for um, some nice video content, head over to YouTube. Cold Pop Show has so many great content that we've put on during the quarantine, before the quarantine, and after. So feel free to check out any of that. Um, and you can find me at Trent Rashad on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me on all the socials and now even TikTok. Who at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end. And don't forget, next week we will be announcing the winners of the Fizzy Awards. I'm so excited. I will say I did vote for some of yours instead of mine after I really thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, ugh, this is tough. And so there's a couple of categories I was like, I think I want to vote for Trent's instead. Okay. So, um, but we'll find out who those winners are next week. And we'll see y'all next week. All right. Until then, bye, pop stars. Bye. Bye.